Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Today's podcast is sponsored by SLI Systems, providers of intelligent site search and navigation solutions. Learn more at sli-systems.com and listen to their interviews at ecommercepodcast.com. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations, a weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. This week, practical e-commerce publisher Carrie Murdoch speaks with Colin Rule, Director of Online Dispute Resolution for eBay and PayPal. Well, welcome to another edition of E-Commerce Conversations by Practical E-Commerce Magazine. My name is Kerry Murdoch. I'm the publisher of Practical E-Commerce, and we're joined today by Colin Rule. Mr. Rule is Director of Online Dispute Resolution for eBay and PayPal. Mr. Rule, thank you for joining us today. Good to be here with you, Kerry. For those listeners that aren't familiar, tell us what PayPal is exactly. Well, as, as I think our advertising slogan says, uh, we're the web's favorite way to pay and be paid online. Um, most people who accept uh, web payments have heard of PayPal. Um, uh, buyers love using PayPal because um, they can shop and pay for things without sharing their financial information. And uh, sellers love PayPal because it's, it's simple, it's easy to integrate into your website. It, it enables sellers to accept payments from a wide variety of payment types, and it gives them access to markets around the world. So it's, it's um, probably the number one payment company out there in e-commerce right now. Okay. Our listeners, uh, Mr. Rule, our listeners and our readers in our magazine are e-commerce merchants, mainly smaller e-commerce merchants. We've heard from them from time to time, and they tell us that PayPal, when they accept PayPal payments, if that makes sense, and that if there's a dispute that arises with the consumer, after the consumer or a customer receives the merchandise from the e-commerce merchant, that PayPal frequently sides with the customer for what we sometimes hear are frivolous reasons. Could you care to expand on that or comment on that for us? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, this isn't the first time I've heard this, uh, Carrie. You know, we have lots of opportunities to interact with our users. And, and what I often hear from merchants is that they are convinced that PayPal is biased in favor of buyers. And then when you talk to buyers, buyers are convinced that PayPal is biased in favor of merchants. And I think this is because PayPal, we're kind of uniquely positioned in that we have a relationship with both sides of the transaction. You know, as the director of online dispute resolution, I, I'm in charge of building these resolution processes. And I can tell you, we work very, very hard to build a level playing field and, and make fair decisions. And, you know, we decide in favor of buyers sometimes and in favor of merchants sometimes. And oftentimes the decisions that we make are, are not, not, not easy ones um, because it's complicated and both sides are, have participated in the transaction in good faith. But um, I, I, I can tell you that from a design perspective, we work very, very hard to make the right decision for each individual situation. 
Well, that makes sense. Walk us through, walk us through, if you would, how a customer would dispute a purchase. So let's say I'm a customer. I purchase a product from an e-commerce merchant. It arrives, and I choose to dispute it with, with PayPal. Sure. How does that work? So the first thing, um, you know, on the PayPal website, we have a, a resource called the Resolution Center, and that's where you can go and, and uh, manage any transaction problem you encounter. You know, we, have a, we also have what we call the Security Center, and oftentimes buyers that start to get concerned about a transaction or purchase that they've made, they go to the Security Center and say, should I be worried about this? What should I do? And the first message we communicate in every case to buyers is, uh, you know, contact the merchant. Reach out, try and give them a phone call, send them an email, explain what the problem is, and, and see that maybe they haven't gotten the item and they're worried that uh, it's not on its way or it's gone to the wrong address. Or maybe they've received the item and, and it, it wasn't exactly what they thought it was going to be. So we, we really try and establish that communication and convene that conversation between the buyer and the seller. Um, if the buyer eventually feels, you know, look, I need to file a dispute here uh, because this problem is becoming more formalized in my mind, and they can go to the resolution center and they can initiate the dispute process just from a link there that says report a problem. And we have a couple different places. For instance, the security center as well. There's a, a box that says, oh, you think you have a transaction problem? You know, um, click this link. Uh, now, once they begin that dispute resolution process, there's a lot of stuff that we present to the buyer. You know, if, they, if they're filing it very quickly after they made the payment, we may say, hey, look, you know, you need to wait a certain period of time for the item to arrive because shipping can take time, especially if it's an international transaction. We can give the messaging. If the merchant has given us uh, tracking information, we actually will go to the shipper's website, the shipping company's website, and get the updated status of that item and then present that to the buyer and say, hey, it looks like it's en route. Um, and, then, and then also merchants can uh, put in their own customer service message so that any buyer that files a dispute will see communication from the seller saying, please, give me a phone call. We take our responsibilities seriously. Um, you know, we want to work it out. So the whole thing is establishing that communication, trying to work it out, and then uh, our processes where uh, a buyer can escalate to a claim, that's only a, a safety net when the buyer and seller can't work it out directly. Okay. Let me give you a hypothetical example. Let's assume, let's assume that I purchase running shoes from a merchant, and the shoes arrive intact. They arrive as described by the merchant. But let's assume for whatever reason I decide I don't want those running shoes, and I, rather than return them to the merchant, perhaps I've communicated with the merchant, and the merchant won't accept my return. Uh, I therefore escalate the dispute with your company, and I allege something's wrong with those shoes, or I allege they were falsely represented to me as a buyer. What's the process PayPal would go through to determine that, in fact, I am not being straightforward? Sure. Well, so the, the beginning of the process is the buyer would come in, and they would file a dispute and say it's a not-as-described issue, and then... Uh, Obviously, you as the seller would have an opportunity to communicate with the buyer in that phase of the process and say, well, what is it? How can we, you know, what is, how do you feel that the shoes were mis, mis, uh, misdescribed? And then if the buyer escalated it to a claim, like in this, in this case, they're falsely escalating it to a claim because it's just a remorse situation, then it would go to a customer service agent. And that agent would then read the messages were exchanged between the buyer and seller in the dispute phase and they might ask for additional information from the buyer. 
um, say, a, a letter of authenticity from a third-party um, authenticator that could say, all right, well, how are these shoes different than the original item description? Um, and that, but really, I think that the core of your question is, you know, this is a, this is a buyer fraud scenario. The, the buyer is falsely filing a claim in order to try and get money on a, a purchase that the, the seller did everything right in. And, um, you know, and, and we actually monitor very closely uh, the PayPal, PayPal transactions for this kind of buyer fraud. The vast majority of our buyers never file any claim at all, and 95% um, of the claims that we receive are from one-time claim buyers. If a buyer was to try this scam, you know, even two or three or four times, they would just stick out like a sore thumb on our platform. And if, if there was any indication, either from the messages that were submitted by sellers in the dispute phase and during the claim phase where they say, look, this is a false claim, um, or looking at the past behavior of that buyer, you know, we would limit that buyer or maybe throw them off of our site entirely. So, you know, there, there, is, not, there is zero tolerance on PayPal for any kind of buyer fraud, and, and we monitor for it very aggressively. And that, that's really fundamentally the way that we would prevent this scenario from happening. Okay. Okay. Well, Mr. Rule, this has been a very interesting and enlightening conversation for us. Do you have anything else that you'd like to offer to e-commerce merchants as it relates to PayPal or as it relates to dispute resolution with PayPal? Sure. Well, uh, you know, I would urge anyone who hasn't tried out PayPal to, to really give it a look. I mean, PayPal is growing by leaps and bounds. I think we have 140 million account holders around the world in, in 190 different different countries. And uh, I think we, we, we trade in 17 different currencies. And the amazing thing about PayPal is um, it really opens up whole new pools of demand to your business. So just by doing a very simple integration process, which doesn't take much at all, you know, you can start to start to sell your wares all over the world. And, and we've seen um, that uh, sellers have had a demand lift on the order of 15 plus percent just for integrating PayPal into their platform. So to all of your, uh, your listeners and readers out there, I would, I would urge you to come and, and give PayPal a try. And, and I think you'll be very pleased with the results. Absolutely. Well, Colin Rule, Director of Online Dispute Resolution for eBay and PayPal, we thank you for your time today, sir. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tune in next week for another new episode.